priorities, to remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and I hope you are ready to say yes to spirit. If you are, you're in the right place. If you're not, stick around and you will be, right? Absolutely. By the end of this hour, you will be absolutely ready to say yes to spirit. So, I'm Tracy. I'm Leslie. And And we come together at least once a week to say yes to spirit and to encourage you on your spiritual path. Every week we have a theme, and this week our theme is angels. Yay. (laughs) I love it. I thought of it. I was going to say you thought of it. You better love it. And um, it's very interesting. Today our theme is angels, and you might assume that that has a, you can easily assume the spiritual connections of saying yes to spirit and having something to do with angels. But some weeks our themes are not so obviously connected. What we find is that no matter what the theme, there is a connection about saying yes to spirit. And uh, this week it should be easy to make that connection. (laughs) And that is the cool thing, to t- take any kind of topic and turn it into a spiritual, philosophical conversation to make that connection to God is all there is, to, you know, the, the, the oneness idea. But, uh, yeah, the angels, and I'm trying to think, last week we, we talked about manifestation, and right? Cause and effect. The law of cause and effect. So um, you're going to connect the dots? I'm just going to try to connect the dots between the law of cause and effect and the law of angels. See, to me, they seem polar opposite, you see. That is a connection. If something is a polar opposite, <laughs> it is the example of contrast. Ah, oh, see? See see how limited I'm thinking a connection must be a positive like, a similarity. Ah. So, see? Because I'm thinking angels should be able to just, you know, circumvent that whole law of cause and effect. That they should operate outside the realm of this law of cause and effect. Or someone who's listening might say that the connect the dots is that angels are the ones, are the beings, are the energy that take your cause and turn it into effect. Ah, okay, good. So yes, so they they can sort of sort of speed up the whole process, maybe. I like that. Yeah. Someone who's listening might say that, Tracy. You Someone would, who's you listening. You would say that. Someone who's listening might say that. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that exactly that way because then that's kind of like putting an intermediary between my cause and my effect. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't say it that way, but I could follow that logic <laughs> that the angels help my effect come uh-huh. faster uh-huh. or it moves things out of the way right. so that my effect can move closer to me. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, I don't think I would say it that way, but I get it. <laughs> For people who believe in angels, they might say it the other way. See, I was going to say we should take a break, and I'm going to ask you this question before we take a break, and then you can come back and answer. Tracy Brown, do you believe in angels? Ah, what a great question. Uh And I'll answer that after this break. (laughs) Stick with us.
Dr. Say Yes to Spirit with Leslie and Tracy. So glad you joined us today. Yes, and I, I really, the anticipation has built for me over the, uh, the commercial break time in terms of the answer to the question, because based on what you were saying, I think you don't believe in angels. Well, enough. our theme today is angels, and do I believe in angels? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man! I don't, I don't think so. So, uh-huh. but I'm not sure. Would that be? Yes or no, yeah. Would that be like an agnostic to angels? <laughs> I can't say for I sure. I can't say for sure. But I can't deny the possibility. And I use that's really interesting because I kind of don't believe in angels, but I do use the term like, "Oh, those are my angels," or "That's my angel." <laughs> 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 that's perfect. I don't believe in them, but every now and again I have an experience of giving them credit for Or asking them to help asking them to help me. So I guess I do believe in angels now that I think of that. But at first I wasn't thinking of those examples. I see. You know, I was in a workshop last uh week, a week or two ago with Andy Dooley and um and one of the things he was talking about was or the main focus of the workshop was um activating your vibration level to match what you want and what you're trying to achieve in the world. And so he was talking about the law of attraction at one point, and, you know, the, the kind of throwaway example with law of attraction is can you manifest a parking spot, right? People go, oh, I can manifest a parking spot, so I should be able to manifest anything else. And so around parking spots, he asked people, like, what do you – what do you call that, or what do you? And so, of course, two or three people said, "Oh, yeah, I call it my parking angels." Mm. And other people have some other things. Like one woman said, she has rock star parking; that she rock just has rock star parking ability. But several people, mm. many people, said, you know, they call on their parking angel. And so that was really interesting because, yeah, in that sense, it's like I'm, I'm tapping into the universal power, mm-hmm. and because I'm human, I need to give that some kind of form in order to understand it, understand it, or use it, or really Explain it, tell right. somebody about it, right. And so how often, yes, do we use the term angel for that, or someone, um, yesterday I was really feeling sick, and I had um, a couple of people do prayer specifically about the symptoms I was, re- or elimination of the symptoms I was ex- experiencing, and I didn't call them my prayer angels, I called them my prayer warriors, mm. but there have been times in the past where I know I've referred to people as, you know, a prayer angel, because they brought prayer forth in such a way that it held my truth when I couldn't do it or when I was not sure I was doing it. So I guess I do believe in angels. Okay, five minutes. <laughs> Complete change of of belief. I love it. I'm very open of you to, you know, shift in real time here to say yes. Um, I have a I have a really interesting angel story. You know, last week I told like a three minute story and this is like a three minute story, but not that that's gonna be a trend, but this is really an interesting story. Well, I'd love to hear it. I feel I feel I must say it. Speaking of angels, it was about uh, ten years ago, I guess, and my uh, uh, partner at the time was an avid softball player, very good softball player, and we were at a tournament in Austin, and she was practicing. They were on a practice field, and I wasn't paying much attention. The next thing I knew, women were running around and scurrying around, and she'd been hit in the face with the baseball or softball. And her nose was bleeding, and I don't know much about injuries, but apparently whenever you hit your nose, it bleeds a lot. And so there was a tremendous amount of blood. And uh, they kind of got her over to the sideline, and I kind of sat behind her and kind of cradled her. She was not leaning back in, into me. And um, tons of blood, tons of blood. And they called 911. And all of a sudden, there was, I noticed this, these arms coming down over my shoulders and massaging her temple. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. One of these other women are massaging my partner's temple. <laughs> and then I had sort of a sense about this presence behind me. It was kind of calming, and I heard this 
male female voice say, "Is this your daughter?" And I thought that was rather rude. <laughs> Could this be my daughter? No, 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 no. I said no. And she said, "Is it your sister?" And I said, "No." And she said, "Oh well, it must be someone you care a great deal about." And I said, "It is." And so she kind of massaged Lisa's temples for a few more minutes, and then she came to the side of me, and I could tell that she was an American Indian woman, and she said, can I get you some ice? We were a softball team. We had tons of ice, you know. And, and I said, no, I think we've got plenty of ice. And she said, I'd really like to get you some ice. And she was just so calm. And I said, and again, I said, no, we've got, I said, look around. I said, look, we've got all this ice, all this, you know, soda, ice chest. And she said a third time, but I really, I'd like for you to have some ice. And so I said, okay. Love to have some ice. And so she handed me this cool whip container that had ice, like an old-fashioned ice, you know, that you get when you make it out of ice cubes. And um, there's no top on the cool whip. It was just an open container of this ice. And so one of the women, you know, they had ice bags as part of their first aid kits. And so I took one of those and I put that ice in the ice bag. And I gave it to Lisa and I said, use this ice. And so she said, okay. And within two or three minutes, she was pretty much fine. The bleeding had stopped, and she didn't want the ambulance. And so, and she was determined to play softball game that day, and that kind of girl. And um, so I told her as we were getting in the car, I said, keep using that ice. And she said, okay. And so then I took that cool whip container of ice, and I put it on top of the ice chest in the trunk, and we went off to the softball game. And the more I thought about it, Lisa's mother is transitioned, is dead. And she had a twin sister who died when she was three years old. And throughout the softball game, I was really kind of processing this American Indian woman. And I thought to myself, she does not exist. And, you know, we saw her, but she's an angel. She is not. And um, so after they lost their softball game, I was telling my theory to Lisa, and she said, oh, that's just the silliest thing. And I said, no, 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 thank you. This woman doesn't really exist. She came to help you. And I think she was a manifestation of your sister and your mom. And I said, how's your nose? And she said, it's fine. It was fine right away after the first, you know, inning or so. I didn't think about it. And I said, where's that, where's that ice bag? And she said, it's in my ball bag. And so she went and got it. And there were still ice chips in there. And then I said, well, let's come look at this cool whip thing. And it was, you know, 110 July in Dallas. We opened up the trunk. And the ice in the Cool Whip is still pristine. It hadn't melted at all. There was ice in the uh, ice chest below it that was just, you know, mostly water and chips. And so Lisa started sort of thinking about it. She said, well, I want to go find this woman and give her flowers. Because there's an apartment complex that was practicing on this empty field and had this one kind of two-level, two-story apartment complex right by it. And Lisa was certain that this woman must live somewhere there. And uh, so she went and got flowers, and we drove back there. And she went kind of door to door. She went all the way through. And I'm going, it's an angel. She doesn't live here. She's an angel. <laughs> and, Lisa, and no one in the apartment complex knew of an American Indian woman. <clears throat> and then Lisa said, well, let's find the blood, where, you know, with gobs and gobs of blood. And so we went back to the practice field and looked at the spot where she'd gotten hit. And we could tell because of the way the field was laid out where they were practicing. And in the spot where she and I had been sitting, and there was just no blood. And you could see the water where the ice had melted on the other, uh, next to us. And so at that moment, Lisa was like, it wasn't it? So I think that's a real interesting story because I certainly had never experienced anything like that before. And, you know, I don't know why I even thought of during the baseball or softball game, it kind of came to me. Oh, she was an angel. And that was kind of her way of saying it, by saying, are you her mother, are you her sister, to kind of connect the dots to the two that had transitioned. So I'd never really thought about that before, but ever since then I'm like, wow. So I think there's a, I absolutely believe the idea, the possibility of a manifestation of a physical form to help us, like you read in those books, those ooey ooey books, crazy people write. <laughs> so... That's why we have to have so, videos. Well, so I know I love the story, and I actually believe the story. Yes. Oh, wow. Very nice. And then the part of me that represents the 
skeptics in the audience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but if it was an angel, wouldn't the angel know that you weren't the mother of his sister? And if it was an angel, well, what do you mean? Well, like, angels don't live here, so where do angels live? <laughs> See, she said the mother and the sister to clue me in. To clue you in because she knew. Because she knew they had transitioned, so... She knew that that would be my, or at least is probably connection that you know. Oh no, mom and I don't remember what her sister's name was, but yes. And no angels don't live here, Tracy. They don't live. They don't have to live somewhere. They get to come and go. Really? Poof and poof. <laughs> well, those well, kind of angels. Now I think we're all, you know, angels to each other. Earth angels. Yeah, earth angels. But I do. I do. I think I had always believed it on some level prior to that, but I'm certain of it. After that, they can actually the the energetic angels can manifest in physical form for periods of time to assist assist when needed. But yeah, there's I, I, I'm certain there are tons of skeptics, and I certainly respect and honor that. So our our show is say yes to spirit. <laughs> what do angels have to do with saying yes to spirit? Well, that is that they 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 represent the the ability or the um, the interest that spirit has in us to have things go well. There's certain there's certain um, a willingness or a desire, a divine plan. I think for things to work out. And I think maybe angels are a part of that divine plan for things to go well in all of our lives. And there can be. Um, their presence, angels' presence, whether through a person on earth, here, you're an angel to me, kind of philosophy or an angel manifesting. It's all about spirit on our side trying to help us through the, the divine plan. You know that thing you don't believe in, you know, that, you, that there's some big happy spirit out there that wants it all to work out very nicely. The divine plan of Things went well for us. Yes, if you, are just, of that. if you are just listening to us for the first time and you haven't heard us have that conversation before, Leslie believes there is a divine plan and that that um, designed for our good. That is designed for our good, and that there's that that there is a God or a spirit that wants you to do what's good for you. The energy of life definitely has a grand desire for things to go well. Right, a desire. And Tracy believes that the single desire of spirit is for you to experience life in all its forms and in whatever way you choose. And and that the universe or God or the spirit energy is to support you in your choices. And, and does not have an attachment to when you make a bad choice, saying, "Oh no, please don't do that." Oh no, come on, you could just turn right instead of left. That that universal law is about whichever way you turn, it's for your own good. You're going to learn something from it, and then you can make another choice. So we we understand we each understand the other perspective, but a lot of times when we are just reacting to things, that's where you'll see the division. <laughs> yeah, so see that so angels would in that, and I guess in that term, angels would be aligned with that idea that you know that there there are helpers along the way. I really believe there are helpers along the way. I believe. Any any spirit that's crossed over, I think, can be helpers along the way. I think there's, um, you know, all sorts of levels of something on the other side of the veil that want to work with us to um, have things work out well for us if we access them. And I think, actually, I don't disagree with that. I think the way that I think about that is just a little different in that um, I think about helpers along the way but we are choosing the way, or we are the helpers are there or come forth to reflect or to help us along what our most deeply our most deep seated goals and desires are, you know. Right. But we determine though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I I think it's kind of like, you know, when my 
dad shows up shows up in a dream, mm-hmm. but it's not really a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not really. It's not really a dream. Or if he shows up in a dream, there's a message there for me, and I might get some direction from that about turning left or right. But it's 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 because I've already set really clearly an intention about where my end destination is. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think of angels more that way, that they are there to help, they are there to guide, but I've determined the direction, not that God has some direction and the angels are there to make it go better for me or get there faster. Well, I got you. And I don't believe in destiny. just want to say that. I just believe in, you know, divine, highest good all the time. <laughs> yeah, I believe in that one, too. Not just one highest good. I believe in that too. I'm curious in terms of um, human angels or human, the idea of being angels to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're following our intuition, where we're in the Zen, like I've had the experience of, you know, calling a friend or you know, having an intuition to, you know, say something nice to that stranger or mm-hmm. um, yesterday I had an intuition to write a card for this officer that works at the jail where I do some counseling and I could tell the card was really a powerful thing for her and I I, I had known about her struggling with some things for months and I hadn't written a card but that morning it came, you need to write this card kind of idea and so I would... I would classify that as being angels for each other, so I wonder if that's part of that whole, you know, that whole um, pulling in energy to manifest our deepest desires. Well, I think so, and I I think that um, it is true that sometimes an angel can be a formless energy or intuition, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the angel can be in physical form where you experience the physical form even though other people around you can't see it or feel it, mm-hmm. and also that in physical form as another person. I do think a lot of times when we have an intuition that seems to come out of the blue to do something for someone else, mm-hmm. we become their angel. Right. We, you know, we become as an angel mm-hmm. to that person in especially when it's in things they have not asked for <clears throat> or asked you directly for. Like, um, now this is really a little bit, it, it, it's not a, in some ways it doesn't seem like a spiritual example, but for whatever reason it came to me right now. <laughs> so when I started the process of transitioning my hair into locks, I knew it was going to be a long process, and everybody tells you it's going to be a long process and you need to be patient and you'll you'll learn things about yourself as you go through the process for your hair to lock, and it can take nine months, it can take 12 months. Yikes! And that, you know, all along the way, there's going to be things that you will be frustrated by or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I knew this, and there was a point, along the way, maybe about four or five months in, where I really was like, okay, if I had known it was going to take this long or be this hard, which I did know it was going to take so long, right? (laughs) If I had really known what this was going to be like, I would not have started this process. And I was thinking at the time about just cutting it short and starting over and not doing lots. But I remembered the commitment I made at the beginning of the process that I was going to go a full year, no matter what, and then I could decide. Oh, I see. What, what if I didn't like them or whatever? But I was going to go a full year, no matter what. So I, I really just kind of said out loud, didn't think about it. I said, okay, every day. I want to see someone whose locks are beautiful. Wow. To encourage me and to inspire me to continue this journey. Love it. And later that day, I saw someone whose locks were (gasps) fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, well, there's my lock angel today. Love it. (laughs) 
And uh, every day I saw someone whose locks were beautiful for like three or four months. Yikes. I was in the I was traveling somewhere. I was in the airport. I got off the plane, I was in the airport in the other city and there was this guy and his locks were to this day the most beautiful locks I have ever seen. And I walked up to him and I said, I know this doesn't make sense to you, but it. you're my lock angel today. And he looked at me a little strange and gave me a hug and we kept on But, you know, so I have lots of lock angel stories, but it was that calling forth, I need a demonstration or I need an example to follow to keep me going. But I had set the direction. Yes. And and then so in some ways that seems like well, that's not very spiritual. I think it is. But in other ways, I think you know, what if we did that with something that with everything that was important, everything, or any, everything even important or unimportant, just everything. That was our way of experiencing the world. Yeah, I say yes to, or you know, I say yes to more money. What if I made a request? A sincere, deeply felt, mm-hmm. conscious request that every day I was introduced to someone or I saw someone or something that kept me on the path to making more money, becoming a millionaire, becoming a philanthropist. Having no one at Seven Eleven. I mean, I'm, see, I think you just do everything. I just think it's an everything thing. You know? The little things along the day so, and the big things. Having no line at 7-Eleven. Okay. Manifest that at the same level as the million-dollar philanthropist. Yes. Yes. Whatever's important to you. Yes. Whatever's important to you. I think that's the key. Right. So, like, with the story of your partner and the the uh, being hit in the nose, what was important to her the was ball. playing softball for being a part of the team, for getting out there. Mm-hmm. And Angel had to come forth in physical form, you, mm-hmm. in semi-physical form, <laughs> in physical form to you and through you, mm-hmm. the angel. And other women saw, everyone saw the American Indian woman. It wasn't just me that saw her. I, I forgot okay. that part. Okay, story. good. Yes, sorry. Yes, it wasn't like a hallucination. <laughs> Of drugs never done. Yes, everyone, the other women on the team. No, the other women far too. Yes, yes. So yes, when she yes. handed you the cool yes. whip, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Because, you know, I have talked to people who were clear that there was someone else present. Yes. And other people didn't see it, and it wasn't, and it was an angel. Whoa, that's interesting. I was going to say it was an angel, not a ghost. <laughs> What's the difference? What is the difference? No, no, no. We, 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 would, you, we have two different terms. Ghost, you know, they're supposed to be scary, aren't they? Angels are supposed to be the different helpers. Maybe ghosts are people that have transitioned, and angels are entities that have never been in physical form. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Angel or ghost? ghost? And ghost, we go, <gasps> angel, right. we go, ah. <laughs> wow. Oh, the exact same kind of entity. Right, it is. It's spirit represented mm-hmm. in an ethereal, ethereal form or in a form that we can't explain. Mm-hmm. Either way, wow, I never thought about angels and ghosts being basically the same thing. And, you know, one of my favorite TV shows was um, um, Finding an Angel. What was that angel TV show? Touched by an Angel. Love that. Love that. That love that show. Don't like ghost hunters. <laughs> ghost hunters very scary. Very scary. <laughs> Touched by an angel. Mm-hmm. That was a great show. Or for uh, people who have been watching the last couple of years, um, Drop Dead Diva, having oh. an angel, uh-huh. which brings up something else: angel men or women. Ooh. Because the angel on Drop Dead Diva is a man. Right. Now, 
well, that's an interesting, that's another interesting sidebar. He gets put into human form because he allowed a mistake to happen. He's being punished. (laughs) Well, but now he's been sent to earth in human form to be a support. For helper. Right. And so um, in in some ways. But in some ways it it is shown as a, Punishment. You screwed up, and now you have to pay <laughs> ten. You know. Yeah, um, so and I think all of this, and it's interesting because I'll hear people, wise people, uh, you know, talk about these phenomenon, these psychic phenomenons, and certainly Angel would fall in the category of a psychic phenomenon. That that people can get caught up and get lost in that, and that that, that limits the spiritual. Say yes, the spirit living in that kind of um, perfect space of oneness. And I think, for me, the psychic phenomenon is is an encouragement. It's a it's a um, it's a guiding kind of you're on the right track. Keep going. Feeling it's um it's it's a tool that I use in my spiritual experience. And I I think we all have these kind of experiences, these kind of little psychic knowings or psychic phenomenons, and we don't speak about them because. We think we're crazy or we think nobody will believe us. And if we had more of a language for it, I think it would um, cause us to go deeper into our own spiritual, our own inner spiritual experience if we, you know, got in more conversation about, oh, you know, I I had a parking angel today or, you know, whatever the language we create that we make it part of the norm, that we have, you know, all of this this whole force of God behind our intention, behind our belief system, and, and to really see that as just another tool. Angels as a tool for success. You heard it here. <laughs> Angels are ready to serve. I think they are ready to serve. I really, I've always... I said that to a couple of different people that I think that the energetic field, whatever people want to call it, on the other side of the veil, whatever people call it, you know, there's all sorts of things wanting to just help us, encourage us, and it's really fascinating. I had a woman in jail last week talk about her prayer had been, um, "God show me, God tell me things that I do not know that I need to know." Now this woman is sitting in the Dallas County Jail, and she said every day she's had a revelation of something. Someone has come up to her in jail, another inmate, and has given her something or information that she's needed, or she's gotten a letter from someone. But a manifestation has come in terms of literally giving her information every day that she needed, and she had set that intention. And, you know, so it's really curious to see there's no limit to how we can, you know, be um, be aided along our way. Aided. The aid of, the aid of angels. So I'm back at angels, male or female. Um, um, I was listening to you, but it didn't go away, so I have to bring it back. So we, I think, generally think of angels as feminine. Really? But what about the movie It's a Wonderful Life? And the movie with uh, the other guy, Meg Ryan and the angel guy. Well, I don't know what movie that is. Oh, it was a famous movie, the famous song where Meg Ryan dies at the end and the angel had actually fallen to be able to be with her. She made a choice to become human. I don't know that movie. It's a famous, fabulous movie. And you know, I am the only person in the world that has not seen It's a Wonderful Life. No. There's something about that movie that I just refused. There you go. City of Angels with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Thank you, Madam Google. We (laughs) love you so much. I didn't see City of Angels. Even better, I'm certain than This Is My Life. What is it called that I have? It's a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. And why haven't you seen that? How is it possible? It spooks me out somehow. But you've never seen it. How can it spook you out? I don't know. This mass appeal that it has. Seen pieces of it, it's black and white. I don't like anything in black and white. It looks like it's been moved to digitally colored enhanced stuff. It has, but it's the better angel. in black and white in its original form. Is the angel a boy in it? He's a man. A man. Uh huh. And he's really cute. And he's really <laughs> smart. Is he like a leprechaun? Little tiny man. Is he full sized? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I 
Um, I have a question for you, because as you described the angel, you said the angel you saw had its hands raised, and and you gave such a great description. How did you feel when you recognized that as an angel? I felt I felt good because um, I'm sensitive to environment and people. When I go into groups of people and they have their issues that they're projecting out, even though they got a smile on their face and they're not talking to me, they're projecting that energy onto me. And I, I'm so sensitive that uh, it makes me jittery, it makes me jumpy, it makes me irritable and and some paranoid and and that it was it just put me in peace, you know, because um I I'm very sensitive to other other uh, people. That makes I love sense it. to you. And so so the angels kinda of give you strength, it sounds like. Admits. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, that is so word. cool. Have you always had this gift? Yes, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand that, like, if I sit in your chair, you know, like, if I sit and you were sick, I can feel that. I, I'm not saying I don't get sick. I'm saying that I, I, had, I was so confused that I always thought I was sick uh, uh, with your ailment because I would sit in your chair and I would pick that up. Or I would go into a room and come out and I, my attitude would change for no reason, you know, and... Um, I, I realized that uh, I, that's as a, as I got older. I'm close to fifty now. <laughs> as I got <laughs> <Nice>. older, <laughs> yeah. As I got older, I realized that I am. Uh, I, I have my own issues and I have my own illness, but I don't have everybody else's. I had such this one guy one day, and my head started pounding. I mean, pounding. I said, oh, "Do you have a fever?" He said, yeah. He said, I got a bad headache. I said, oh, my God, you need to take some aspirin or something. <laughs> uh, and, so I can feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I touched this other guy one day, and my, my tailbone, all of a sudden, it just, it just was so, I was so much pain. I said, oh, my God, you know, what is this? You know, that's when I was, like, really got into it, like, what is this? The guy who, the tailbone, happened first before the guy was headache and, and I was asking God, what is this? You know, and that's when I really come to know that everything I pick up is not me. It's it's not me. And so therefore that the, the angels are guiding me to manifest what uh I I had promised to do uh, before I came on earth. And my ancestors are coming to me more and more as I ask to be guided. And there are they turn into angels too because some of those ancestors have, have raised up to a higher level in their spiritual development on the other side of the of uh, this material existence. And where some of them are still attached to the earth, but some of them are raised up. And they are all guiding me to God's glory of helping others. I'm curious, um, do you have a spiritual program or a spiritual path? Do you go to church? Do you have a... Do I... You know what? I haven't been going to church, and somebody recommended me go to this one down the street. So tomorrow I'm going to try to get up to the early service and, and go down there and see and feel the environment because I do not like... Um, I, I, don't, I don't like... Um, what you call it? The... Um, the political aspect of church, not not traditional. The political in the church. Uh, I'm not uh, a. I'm not a. I, I love. You, you understand what I mean by that? Yes, yes. I was just trying to figure out if you had a a faith community that supported your, um, under you know your way of understanding how angels work. Because I think so many times, like I was saying, you know, many times they look at the psychic phenomenon or the help from the other side and and traditional religious faith sometimes have difficulties with that. But that's cool that you found one maybe that you can feel good about. I'm glad you're going to go to service tomorrow. Yes, yes. They have a community. I found, oh, you know what? When I was on my path, I was going to this uh, church and praying 
it was a Catholic church because I was baptized Catholic. And I, I went to this church, and this was a, a convent um, convent church, you know, the the nuns call the people, mm-hmm. and they stay in. Uh, what you, am I saying the convent? It's where yeah, they the stay in. Yes. And they say they were pink inside, and and um and basically I kept going there, and I was getting so much negative uh, thrown at me going to this church, and and I realized that sometimes that this is not the negativity is pushing me away from um, things that that I should where I should leave and go to somewhere where I should be. Um, Go to somewhere else where I should be a welcome and receive. I don't. I'm not mad at them, or I'm not uh, against them. I love them as who they are because they sit there and pray all day on their knees. It was just that this is not. It wasn't meant for me because I was. I mean, you would be surprised how much negativity was coming toward me, and and um, and I just realized that okay, I gotta go, and that's when I met this other spiritual group. And as I learned from them all I could learn, then I started getting a lot of negativity. And I find that once you become stronger in your strength, people try to control you. They want to use you for their will and not God's will. You understand? Yeah, and, and you know, the, one of the things that really happens for all of us is it's so important for us to find our own spiritual path. And sometimes we find that by visiting different places and by going into different environments to then find where we are in alignment. And so I think one of the things that is so important is that we get clear. And I also love what what the caller had to say about, about really stepping into and knowing the difference between what is mine and what I'm picking up from someone else. Because a lot of times if we aren't aware of that, we don't know how to shield ourselves from the energy of other people. And so I think that's really something great for us to connect with. And I do want to go back to this idea of our ancestors or our angels. I absolutely love that. But we have another caller, and I want to hear what they have to say about angels or about this discussion. And this caller is from Area Code 215. Are you with us? Yes. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing great today. Thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment about angels? Well, I'd like to make a comment. I mean, this is a topic that, that surely interests me uh, because I've lived around it for many, many years. I'm the author of the book, You Only Live Twice, that uh, a documentary will be out this year on it. And uh, the book is an autobiography about my life and, uh, and the kinds of uh, uh, spiritual and the kinds of, uh, uh, of events that I went through in my life being raised as a Latino in the streets of New York and the South Bronx. Uh, in Harlem, uh, Spanish Harlem in the South Bronx, and uh, from the drug scenes, the whole gang scenes and everything. Uh, there's always was a, an escape for me, and I always believed, truly, truly believed in God because this was inputted in me for, since I was a child. And there was that faith that saved me. And along, by having this faith, uh, uh, I, I held on and never gave up until I, I, I finally came out of that environment into a whole new life. You know, it's sort of like a rags from riches story. But I didn't do it alone. I did it with the help of angels. And the angels that I've seen in my life, they were truly angels. There's no doubt in my mind uh, that they were truly angels. And and there's no doubt in my mind that I was used as as a, as a spirit form to help other people as well. And they came in as in forms of human beings, as, okay. as anybody and, and else. Okay, as physical forms, but you, yeah, could physical other people form. see them with you, or were you the only one that could see oh, them? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 everyone could see them, but uh, 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 you could feel it. You could feel the, the that this is the God-sent one that came across your life to help you along with something. And it always turned out that way. And it just so happens that these people that I have met that guide me out of this particular life have said the same thing. You know, we were God sent. You know, just a few years ago, there was an old friend of mine that I have not seen. I used to box. I was a boxer. 
And I haven't seen him in many, many years. And I said, you know what? I've got to go see this guy. I love this guy. This guy taught me about boxing. He, he taught me a lot of stuff. And when I went to see him, uh, I, I went from Philadelphia to, uh, uh, to California. And I went to see him. The first words out of his mouth and my mouth were, we were God sent. God put us together. He was going through certain things that only I could have helped him with, and I was going through certain things that only he could have helped me through. So I believe that God places people in people's lives, and he uses each one of us uh, 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 to perform the, uh, uh, those acts. Now, there may be some... Uh, uh, I've never seen an angel with wings, you know, and fly down or anything like that. Uh, I, I, but I definitely have seen and felt the spirit of, 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 of the Lord in, in people. Now, I was used a, a, a few times in my life to actually save life. I saved a man from falling into a subway when I was about 16 years old. Something tells me, turn around. The minute I turned around, he had tried to jump in the train into the middle rail. And it says, extend your hand. I extended my hand. He grabbed my hand, and I pulled him out. The train started to take off. One split second, he would have been dead. I also saved the girl from drowning. Then later... My daughter almost drowned that I saved, and this girl looked just like her. So, you know, there were some things, mysterious things that has happened in my life, but uh, I think the message then was, uh, yeah, I can, you can save life. You know, and then I started to realize, wow, I'm saving these lives, but I can't even save my own because I was destroying myself, my own life, between drugs, alcohol, and things of that nature. And these, this is how I was able to finally realize I was really doing wrong. And from that point on, I'm doing God's work. And, and what I do now, I mentor kids. I speak to kids at schools, at, 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 at uh, Good Shepherds and, and places like that. And I tell them about the, the experiences of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But, yeah, I truly believe that God places people in other people's lives for a reason. And I also learned, you know, from the last quarter, uh, I, I've also learned in my life that, you know, you are your thoughts. You know, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you think negative, uh, you, you, you're gonna you're gonna project negative. You know, uh, think positive, you're gonna you're gonna project positive. You know, changing the way of thinking is the most positive thing I've ever done in my life, and and and, I, and it took time for me to learn that, but I I don't have I don't hold negative thoughts in my head. You know, I don't worry about like I used to worry. And I just think good thoughts. And, I, you know, I don't think that anyone's out to get me or anything like that because I'm thinking positive. So changing our way of thoughts helps us a lot in, in, in coping with life. Right. Do you I have wanna... a spiritual community that you are a part of? Actually, I do, I do not. I, I used to belong to the Catholic Church. I've tried every religion. In my book, I explained it all. Every religion I've, I've tried to, and I find them all nothing but uh, 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 money-hungry organizations. And uh, I do not believe in organized religion whatsoever. Uh, I, I've, I've seen, when I, when I stopped drinking, after 33 years of drinking, uh, Catholic priests, everyone tried, and the only way I stopped drinking and drugging was when I got on my knees. I got on my knees and I prayed like I never prayed before. The tears just rolled down and I just cried and I couldn't stop crying. And I asked God to relieve this obsession. And before me was just a real bright light that I, for a moment I just left. I was not there for a moment. And after that bright light hit me, I knew, I knew that I was not ever going to drink again. It's been 33 years that I don't wow. touch a drink since I got on my knees. So you yeah, know, one uh, of the things that I that we have noticed and that we know um, is that the personal relationship that each one of us has and nurtures with God, as we understand God to be, is what works. And so, finding that is. Part of the reason that we do say yes to spirit because it's about what works for each one of us individually to say yes to spirit being alive in our life. And so I want to really um, thank you for your for calling in as our thank time you. winds down. Uh, we'll be looking for You Only Live Twice. Love that. Love that title. Love the idea of that. And there are a couple of things from both of our callers that we want to um, 
to just talk a little bit about before we close out the show today as our time winds down. I love the phrase from the last caller saying, you know, you are a godsend. Mm -hmm. And that really is what we're talking about when we talk about angels. And with and the first caller, the previous caller, referring to seeing an angel, seeing an image, and the angel having wings, this idea of sometimes it is a supernatural or form or an image, but it can be like the last caller, mm-hmm. a real person, people you interact with. Both and. It's a both and. And what I think is so wonderful is that they are both experiencing this on an ongoing basis. Yeah. It's really a part of their lives. Yeah. That they absolutely are understanding that they are angels to others and that others are angels to them. And I think that's the most amazing way of living. Um, I was fascinated that neither one have found a community that supports that because I really think that's one of my big things about wanting to do the show too is to get people in conversation with each other because it's such a powerful thing to support and encourage and feel connected in um, community with other um, people as we go through this spiritual journey. Yeah, and I, and I do think that's a both and as well because I practiced primarily for 20 years individually because I could not find a community that I felt resonated with my beliefs or accepted my beliefs and encouraged me to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the last you know, five or six years, I've been very much a part of a spiritual community. And in fact, both of our callers come from uh, areas where there are centers for spiritual living um, communities and churches. And so I, you know, both of us can always recommend mm-hmm. spiritual centers for spiritual living um, as a place to go where all paths to God are accepted and nurtured. But still, even saying that, I know the value of doing your own work individually and finding your own peace with God so that, you know, it's funny, a phrase I've been using lately is be whoever, be who you are wherever you go. Mm. And sometimes finding our own spiritual identity and our relationship with God directly so I can be that no matter what church I go to. I can be that. I can be that connected to spirit whether I go to church or not. Right. It's kind of a, a both am. I guess it's just the extrovert in me. I want us all to talk together. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I want everybody to play together and have these conversations over and over. It does, I think, it anchors them somehow. Well, <laughs> and the introvert in me will say, that's nice. And there are times in our lives, but there is also real value in going within to find the deepest expression of spirit. And that's why you and I are so good co-hosting this yes. show. Yes. Because we, between the two of us, we probably have just about every experience there is to have in life. Our time is winding down. We want to thank you for joining uh, us today on Say Yes to Spirit. Next week, our theme is going to be spring. And as we said before, our our dates and times in March and April will vary as we try out some different alternatives. Um, And so please check the schedule to see when we will be on next. But our theme will be spring. Until we meet again. Look for angels. Look for angels and say yes to spirit. Play Whitney Houston. Okay.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.